Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, 
<laughs> so now let's take a trip up north to the New York area. Mike, how's the weather and how's it go so far this year? Well, a big apple here. Today we had a nice 42 degrees with lots of rain. Oh. It's going to rain for the next three days with a temperature oh. about the same, varying only of a few degrees. And it remains unseasonably warm for this winter. So I uh, can't complain. All of that rain could be snow. Oh, that's yes, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now let's uh, drift on back down to Florida. By golly, our hosts are scattered all over the country of ours. Colleen, how are things in your area? Okay, it's beautiful weather here in Wesley Chapel. Don't know exactly what the temperature is right now, but everyone was outside working in their yards today. So, oh, And it's supposed to be like that all week. Fine with me. Well, Chuck, Chuck, I don't think uh, Mark is with us. I don't see his uh, uh, see phone Mark number too. on my producer panel. So, uh, But here in St. Augustine, it's been delightful. It really has. It's really been nice. And uh, we are in the 70s. I think about three or four, the next three or four days, we'll be in the 80s. So uh, bring it on. Summer, yeah. that spring. <laughs> Well, from all our hosts, welcome, and thank you for listening and calling the show over the past eight years now into our ninth year. We have truly made us the radio voice of Eastern Airlines. We love to hear your comments, share your memories with the radio listeners from around the world during the broadcast. If you haven't called a show before, all you need to do is call 213-816-1611 and just say hello. Talk to us on the air. We're live every Monday evening. We can identify with many countries around the world who listen in with our blog talk radio application. Just think, we have folks in Ecuador, Somalia, Spain, Brazil, Indonesia, China, Japan, that pick up our broadcast, just to name a few. That's what we try to do every week on the Eastern Radio Show. Won't you, won't you join us by adding your voice to these broadcasts? Our thanks also to those who choose to listen by computer using the radio icon on our home page at www.easternradioshow.com or perhaps by signing in in the site of our provider, Blog Talk Radio, at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. Remember now to abbreviate the word CAPTAIN to C-A-P-T. Should you wish to talk during our live broadcast, feel free to use our call-in number, 213-816-1611, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let me repeat the numbers for you so you can write it down for your Monday night visits. 213-816-1611. By the way, tell your friends about us. Our membership is growing. We're well over 1,037. Wow. And don't forget, you can listen to any of our 441 Monday night broadcasts and 100-plus Thursday broadcasts by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie. That's Captain, C-A-P-T-E-D-D-I-E, and scrolling down through the archives of the broadcast. Each episode is briefly described. We're over 500 episodes now, and as Mr. Jim Hart likes to say, 
Holy blue Sunoco. <laughs> Our lines are always open for calls. And if you choose not to participate and talk with our hosts, we ask you to please mute your phone, as our producers do not have the capability of filtering out background noises, like the tinkling of ice in the glass. Now I see we're number one for takeoff. So, Captain, let's get flight 445 in the air. Tower Blur is 650, we'll pick up. that doesn't plan for the future may not have one. Five years ago, Eastern saw the future in a remarkable aircraft. Now it's here. The new Boeing 757, the most advanced, most fuel-efficient commercial jet ever built. It's going to help Eastern hold down the cost of flying for years to come. We earn our wings for you. Whispered voice 
Overheard by the soul, undertook by the heart You may know it If you may know it While the sand Would become the stone Which begat the spark Turned to living bone Holy, holy There's a page that aches for a word which speaks on a theme that is timeless And the one God will make for your day As a song in search of a voice that is silent And the one God will make for your Dry goods merchant 
Both he and his wife, Rose, were Jewish immigrants from Poland. Diamond, fam Diamond family moved and relocated to Cheyenne, Wyoming, because of Cleve Diamond's military service in World War II. During their time in Wyoming, Neil fell in love with the singing cowboy movies on, man on the matinee showings at the local cinema. After the end of World War II, Neil and his parents returned to Brooklyn. He was given a, a $9 acoustic guitar for a birthday gift, which he began his interest in music. At age 15, he wrote his first song, which was titled, Hear Them Bells. Now, back in 1955, Eastern Airlines flew its first seven, DC-7B in July 20th. The DC-7B aircraft were ordered earlier. And in the same year, 40 prop jet Lockheed Electras were ordered later that November. Eastern was on a buying spree, as 20 DC-8s were also ordered that month. The brand of interchange Miami, New York, South America was started on August 18th. 6.728 million passengers were carried in 1955. Neil Diamond and Barbara Streisand sang this song in 1978, which became a golden record, as did many of his other songs. Let's listen. You don't bring me flowers You don't sing me love songs You hardly talk to me anymore When I come through the door at the end of the day I remember when You couldn't wait to love me Feeling all right. Well, you just roll over and turn out the light. And you don't bring me flowers anymore. It used to be so natural. Talk about forever What used to be's don't count anymore They just lay on the floor Till we sweep them away Baby, I remember All the things you taught me I learned how to laugh And I learned how to cry
at her 50th birthday in celebration oh, in 19, nice. 2007. Diamond said the in a uh, magazine cover photo of Caroline Kennedy as a young child on a horse with her parents created an image in his mind, and the rest of the song came together about five years later after seeing seeing the picture. Doris? Doris, you asked for this one. Yes, folks, we do take requests.
Mike, Neil Diamond split with Bang Records in 1969 and signed a contract with California's Unilabel, for which he recorded his first gold record. In 1970, he introduced British rock star Elton John in his first stateside appearance at Hollywood's Troubadour nightclub. In December 1971, Diamond signed a $5 million contract with Columbia Records, which led to more recording contracts and live concert appearances. In 1972, Diamond took a four-month break from touring, during which he agreed to score the film, Jonathan Livingston Siegel, 1973. Diamond's soundtrack for that film earned him a Grammy Award. Despite having worked with an acting coach since 1968 and talk of a five-picture acting contract with Universal Studios, Diamond remained inhibited by shyness of being in front of a camera. He turned down acting roles in every movie contract he was offered. Among them was Bob Fosse's Lenny, 1974, and Martin Scorsese's Taxi Driver, 1976. However, he did appear as himself with Bob Dylan, Joni Mitchell, and Neil Young in the 1978 documentary, The Last Walk. He appeared at the 1977 Academy Awards where he presented Barbara Streisand the Oscar for Best Song. Gary, in 1977, he starred in two TV specials for NBC. He had a cancer scare in 1979 when a tumor was found on his spine and had to be surgically removed, which confined him to a wheelchair for three months. During his recuperation, he was given the script for the lead role in a planned remake of the early sound film, The Jazz Singer, from 1927. Signing a million-dollar contract to appear as the son of a Jewish cantor trying to succeed in the music industry, Diamond was cast opposite the legendary Laurence Olivier, and Broadway actress Lucy Arnaz. Despite the almost universally negative reviews of the film, it grossed three times its budget when released late in 1980. In 1981, Diamond's hit single, America, which was part of the film's soundtrack, was used on news broadcasts to underscore the return of the American hostages from Iran. I remember not so long ago, he did this at a sports event in the middle of the field.
Jacqueline rules your storeboard woman But you make me sing like a guitar woman So hang on to me, girl, song keep running on. Play it now, play it now, play it now, my baby Jacqueline rules it to make me smile Girl, is this last for an hour? Let it go Set the world right Find us a dream that don't ask no questions Yeah Oh, I love my Lord child You got the way to make me happy You and me, we go in style Crackling rolls your store-bought woman But you make me sing like a guitar humming so hang on to me, girl, so keep running on. Play it now, play it now, play it now, my baby. Crack the nose and make me smile. Girl, if this last for an hour, well, that's all right. Cause we got all night. Set the world right. I'm just a dream that don't ask. Neil Diamond Selection. Maybe it's been 
and his soundtrack to the film Jonathan Livingston Seagull, 1973, as we heard early. Man, what a great, what a great film. Gross more than the movie itself. Ten hits for other pop groups before becoming successful on his own, including the Monkees. I'm a believer. Take it away, Mike. Yeah, Jim. For his role in the Jazz Singer in 1980, Diamond became the first ever winner of the Worst Actor Razzie Award. And for those who don't know what that is, I looked it up. It's the Golden Raspberry Awards. I didn't know what it mm. was myself. Really? He was the father-in-law to actress Sherry, Cheryl Lee. He was a top fencer during his time in New York University. And in 1981, his screen acting debut in The Jazz Singer, 1980, beat out Kirk Douglas and sat in three in 1980. Kirk Douglas, if we don't, uh, most of us don't remember, I, he just passed away last week at 103. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins, a change of seasons in 1980. Richard Dreyfus, The Competition, 1980. Michael Caine, The Island, 1980. Robert Blake, Coast to Coast, 1980, and four others to win the first ever Worst Actor Razzie Award for 1980. <laughs> Diamond was forced to pay $150 million to his former wife, uh, Marcia Murphy, in a divorce settlement. This holds a record for the most expensive hit divorce in history, I suppose, oh. except for the a- Amazon's uh, Bezos of late. <laughs> Lord, Gary, don't you pay any attention to this. <laughs> <laughs> and Mom, Diamond was suggested for the lead role in Taxi Driver, 1976, which went to Robert De Niro. His 1982 Burt Backrack, Carol Bear, Sager pinned hit, Heartlight, was inspired by the movie E.T., The Extraterrestrial, 1982. He originally denied Quentin Tarantino permission to use his hit song, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon, for the famous scene in Pulp Fiction, 1994, in which Uma Thurman lip-syncs the words to the song. Diamond eventually relented after his agent assured him that Tarantino was an up-and-coming director. He was inducted into the American Songwriters Hall of Fame, 1984, father of the musician-turned-photographer, Jesse Diamond. He was inducted into the Robert, the Rock, of, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on March 14, 2011. The other inductees were Darlene Love, Alice Cooper, Leon Russell, Tom Waits, and Dr. John. <laughs> and Carrie, he ran away from home, uh, his home in Brooklyn, at age 13 and went to the Midwest where he formed a musical group called the Roadrunners. They performed in coffee houses for two years, after which Neil went home. He was the recipient of the 2011 Kennedy Center Honors, along with Barbara Cook, Yo-Yo Ma, Sonny Rollins, and Meryl Streep. He was also the winner of the inaugural Billboard Icon Award from Billboard Magazine in 2011. In an interview in 2009, he revealed that his inspiration for his 1969 song, Sweet Caroline, was Carolyn Kennedy, the daughter of the late President John F. Kennedy. He was also awarded a star on Hollywood Walk of Fame for recording at 1750 North Vine Street in Hollywood, California, on August 10, 2012. 
Neil Diamond was inducted into the Long Island Music Hall of Fame in the year 2007. Yes, uh, let's hear some of these quotes, Colleen. They were attributed to Neil Diamond. It's very difficult for me to say, I love you, but to sing, I love you, for me is easier. My voice Mm -hmm. is unadorned. I don't try for perfection. I try to be honest and truthful and soulful with the voice I have. If I make mistakes in notes or there are cracks in notes, I don't fix them. That's the way it is. I'm not there to entertain people. We're there to do something together. I never expected that I would be doing this for as long as I've been doing it. So looking back and seeing that it's been over 40 years since the first hit makes you think, is there a time that you stopped? But I don't think I'm ever going to stop. It's the only challenge I have left in my life. And there are quotes from from Neil Diamond. I want to know what marathon runners do because I do the same thing. I run a two-hour marathon every time on stage. So I have my electric lights kept at a certain level, and I do my cob loading after the show for the next night. Well, Dorothy, Neil Diamond said, somehow it's dawning on me that I'm more than a mature individual. I'm not a kid writing Cherry Cherry anymore. I already have Sweet Caroline. Most of these people haven't heard Yeah, Hell Yeah, or Man of God. But I see them as they're listening, and that's really all I want. And I really like one attributed to Diamond. This one is my job. Somehow, much greater than me, gave me that job, according to Diamond. You will, uh, you, you that with that stupid look on your face, go out and sing until I tell you to stop. I haven't heard the word yet, so I'm just going to keep on doing it. <laughs> and the last one, love is an exterior, ex- ex- whatever, of eternal youth. Uh, this has got uh, between uh, all of us who are still both young at heart. Well, that's the Neil Diamond story in, in music and uh, in words. <clears throat> Enjoyed uh, listening to Neil Diamond. Always oh, do. And there's a song in there for everyone. Great stuff. Yeah. Uh, Mark Porter, I think I confused him uh, in an email he sent me uh, uh, about the New Eastern. He's not with us tonight. And I think I indicated to him that we do the uh, topics and talk uh, every other Monday. But um, I didn't make that clear to him. I thought he would be with us tonight. So does anyone have any new information about the new Eastern Airlines? No, the only thing I have is that they're absolutely still sending their emails on all of the routes that they're taking. And I think that's great because before we didn't hear anything from anybody. So at least they're trying to do something. And that's Good. a big thing. Okay. Well, I hear breaking news. Jim, what you got? Breaking news. Yeah, I hear those breaking news, too. 
the founder of JetBlue, just launched a new United States airline. Aimed, y'all be quiet and I'll do this. Aimed at routes that others have left behind. This is by David Slownick, whoever that is. Business Insider, February the 7th, 2020 at 5.30 a.m. EST, 8 Sunday time. JetBlue founder David Needleman on Friday announced the name of his new airline is Breeze. The airline was previously codenamed Moxie. Breeze will fly routes between smaller cities that don't otherwise have direct service. Expects to start flights in late 2020. It's a new airline, guys. Visit Business Insider's homepage for more stories. Now, more. The airline, which was previously code-named Moxie, just submitted its application for an airline operating certificate with the FAA and the U.S. Department of Transportation. <clears throat> the airline has been under discussion for several years as Needleman worked to order some aircraft and finalize plans. Now, after JetBlue, Needleman, he, that's his airline too there, who was born in Brazil and raised in Utah, he returned to Brazil where he launched the low-cost airline Azul, A-Z-U-L. Azul entered the Brazilian market by launching routes between dozens of small and mid-sized cities, I guess this is in Brazil, that previously did not have flights from Brazil's larger airlines. Mike, help me out here. I have three. Yeah, Yeah, Jim, the news uh, item also says, it's really transformed Brazil in ways I could never be imagined, Needleman said in a, 19, a 2019 interview with Business and Insider. A lot of the cities we fly to, it's either you go on us or you take four days to ride on the boat to get there. Wow. <laughs> Although we were... Operational, there were operational challenges. The strategy paid off. Azul, which has a market capital capitalization of more than 2.8 billion, has no competition on 70% of its routes and uh, dominant on 89% of its routes. Needleman said that earlier in an earlier interview. With Breeze, Needleman plans to follow essentially the same strategy, launching launching point-to-point flights in markets with bigger airlines that have overlooked or not considered to be worth the effort. According to Needleman, the opportunity exists because of, as costs increase for the airlines, they have a tendency to retrench their network to focus on the hubs and operate larger airplanes. <clears throat> Excuse me. They have left behind the smaller, less traffic destinations, creating opportunity. Mike uh, goes on to say, uh, we think their market share where we can go were smaller airplanes with lower trip costs and service these cities that have been forgotten or neglected, he said. Be very surprised if a single moxie, now Breeze, route had a nonstop service competition. There are literally hundreds and hundreds of city pairs that are crying out for more nonstop flights. Don? Well, Chuck, the news also says 
the airline has ordered 60 new Airbus A220-300 aircraft, a longer version of the 220-100s that have been highly successful for Delta Airlines. Air Canada recently began flying the 300 variant. Breeze also plans to lease 30 Embracer E195 jets from Azu, which will begin uh, being delivered in May 2020. The A220s are expect, uh, expected beginning in April 2021. Needleman hopes to be able to begin commercial operations by the end of 2020. 20 years ago, we brought humanity back to the airline industry with JetBlue. That's what he said in a press release. Quote, today, we're expected to introduce plans for the world's nicest airline. Hmm. According to the points guy, the actual start date is not yet announced, but may start as early as 2020. <clears throat> and now, how about this? Jetting from New York to Paris for only $139, by the way. <laughs> okay, guys, I want to finish this breaking news with the fact that my next-door neighbor's dog is named Moxie. So Moxie <laughs> must have barked loud enough that Nelliman, Nelliman, whatever his name is, had to change it to Breeze. So, and that's the oh. truth. Quite a one, huh? <laughs> I bet that T.O.'s Moxie quite a lot, quite a bit. Yeah. Poor old Moxie. Does your does your dog bite? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Are we making this stuff up? <laughs> uh, you're 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 talking about the Pink Panther now. <laughs> it's not my dog. <laughs> I can't uh, take it anymore. <laughs> all right, Mike's got some information here about a popular airplane that we all knew. Flew and loved. Mike, tell us about it. Well, flew and loved. It's like uh, Jim and yourself. Uh, the Boeing 727, uh, two days ago, had passed its 57th anniversary, made its first flight on February 9, 1963, which mm -hmm. was an aircraft called E-1, went to United Airlines. It was aircraft 7001. Serial number 18293, line number one. And it was uh, a little description of the Boeing 727 when it came out. It was a test airplane. The 727 is an American mid-sized, narrow-body, three-engine jet aircraft built by Boeing Commercial Airplanes from the early 1960s to 1984. And it can carry 149 to 189 passengers Later models can fly up to 2,700 nautical miles nonstop. It's all out of stats from Wikipedia, and you can find all kinds of stuff on the uh, on the internet on it. It's got a wingspan of 108 feet, cruising speed of 570 miles an hour. They built 1,832 of them, powered by a Pratt & Whitney JT-8D engine, and introduced by Eastern Airlines. February 1st, 1964, and I'm not sure which which route that was, but that was Eastern Airlines Aircraft uh, 102, which was serial number 18253, line number 11. 
and the registration number on it was November 8102 November. It was a 727-225, and it met its demise around 1990 down in Maxton, Carolina. I had a trip in there, and I found the airplane, and it was sitting there derelict, being chopped up. And I went into the airplane, and I found the uh, the registration certificate. There was nobody around, so I decided to take it. So I still have that in my possession for serial number 18253. I have it right in my possession as we speak. So, wow. Uh, the 727, also the very first 727 that was flown, like I mentioned before, United Airlines 7001, I was uh had the pleasure of flying as the co-pilot co-captain on that airplane from Payne Field to Boeing Field to the museum in March 2nd 2016 and it was about a 13 minute flight and that airplane sits now in the museum with all us we all signed the nose gear door Wow. The airplane had 64,495 hours on it and 48,060 landings. Wow. <laughs> but that Mike? was the United airplane. Hey, Mike, wasn't uh, that yes. videoed? Was, isn't there a video about that flight? Oh, on on the Internet, there's tons of stuff uh, on, on, that, on that last on flight. On that particular yes. last flight, yeah. Yes, you can find all kinds of it on there. Yeah. Very good. And wow. the reason I was able to get a uh, myself, being a, a, a dumb mechanic turned pilot, uh, in my job, I ended up as the chief pilot and director of operations, and I had guys, all kinds of airline guys and military guys looking for jobs uh, at our company. And what happened was this one fellow from Delta Airlines, his name was Tim Powell, great guy, he bugged me for years to get a job flying with us. Wow. as a temporary position and he worked for Boeing many years ago and he was involved with the flight test program and uh, and had a, was an instructor at Boeing and ended up at Alaskan Airlines and a lot of corporate field airplanes and he ended up at Delta he took an early retirement for Delta and finally I took him on as a part-time guy with us and he had moved a lot of airplanes for Boeing before. So when he was approached to move that 727, which I had seen many, many years ago up there sitting derelict, uh, he said that he, they asked me to fly it, you know, to from Payne Field down to Boeing Field to the museum. So I looked at him. We, he, he was flying with me that day on our corporate airplane. And I said, well, duh. I says, we have a flight engineer and another pilot here that's going to do the same thing with it, are we not? <laughs> there was thousands of guys that wanted to do that job, and we, this guy Tim Powell, I'll mention his name, excellent pilot, and uh, myself and my flight engineer that flew with me at my company, we got elected to do that job, and I says I, wow. I, that put a pinnacle on my career because I retired shortly after that at age 75, and I said that was it. I finally made wow. my day. <laughs> Very good. Hey, hey Neil, I got a I got a little bit of 727 trivia at Eastern Airlines if you'd like to hear the story. All you right. may remember. Uh, 
we our first airplane was not 101 it was 102 uh they kept 101 out in seattle for some reason probably uh uh i don't know what it was but anyhow 102 came and i remember i was in atlanta i mean in miami the day that it landed early in the morning i just finished uh some school and i was wanting to get out of there and get back home when it landed and that was a you know, sunrise at Eastern. They filmed it landing. Now, listen, 102 was photographed with the background in color, big-time color, with the mountains behind it out there at Boeing, and everybody, they took a picture of it. Beautiful photograph with that paint job they had there, but it's only one little problem. It had the tail skid sitting down. And nobody paid any attention to that picture. And then they put it on postcards. They put it on billboards. They put it in television. They put it uh, wherever. You, and it's got the tail skid down. And everybody said, what the hell is that thing sticking down at the tail back there? <laughs> but that's after they put it out there. What happened was, and you guys that flew to 727 like I did know, that when you raise the landing gear, the tail skid comes up. But it doesn't come yeah. up immediately. You gotta wait a few seconds for the tail skid to come up. Light to and come off. Yeah. On that picture, they put the landing gear back to off with the tail skid sticking down. And now they got this airplane going on ABC, NBC, everything you could think of <laughs> with a tail skid sticking down. <laughs> and that is a true story, sports fans. <clears throat> they might have had a. They might have had a. A problem with that because as we as we're most of us might recall on a 100 the 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 uh, tail skid was electric and it came mm-hmm. up with the with the flaps and on a 200 yeah. it came up with the gear mm-hmm. so who knows what they did with it on that test i don't know what they did but they got okay. 102 all over the world with the tail skid down talking about eastern u727 Okay, guys. Good stories. Good stories. Colleen, I'm sure you spent a lot of time in the 727s, too. Yes, I did. It was my favorite. Yeah, I love that airplane. All right. Well, tell us what's going on with the Silverliners since you were cut off last week. (laughs) Yeah. I thought I was talking too long and you all got tired of hearing about it. (laughs) No. (laughs) All of a sudden, I was talking to myself. (laughs) <laughs> so I'll make it brief. Well, even Captain Neal said, "What happened to Colleen?" Yeah, <laughs> somebody noticed. <laughs> you really yes. thought you hadn't noticed I was gone. No, I don't know. All of a sudden, I look. Well, there you go again. Well, here we go. Did it again. She did it again. Yeah, it's got to be something on her cell phone. She keeps hitting. Colleen, Colleen. Are you there? <laughs> I don't say she. I haven't touched anything now. Yep, you, that, you guys are my spot. witness, right? Does she yeah. have a flare gun? Does she have a flare gun? <laughs> I don't know. She's talking to herself as she's talking. <laughs> well, let's see if she comes back. And, and Jim Holder, you can tell us what's going on with Repa. Okay, there's not a lot of news that I put out last week, uh, you know, we're about our we're gonna have the uh reunion in Kennesaw uh till the end of August as it stands right now. And it's not firm yet. But I must tell you, 
that uh, repartee, you know, the magazine. Uh, I resigned as editor, and no one has come forward to do anything uh, anything else. So I was talking to Jerry Frost the other day, and we decided that we're going to try to come out with uh, uh, something, you know, a newsletter or something like that. We're going to call it our repartee, but uh, I'm not sure it's not really what it used to be. But we're going to come out with something to tell everybody, you know, about news and where we're going to have our reunion and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And it's still in the uh, working up stage. We're not exactly sure what we're going to have on it. But repartee may rise from the ashes. (laughs) All right. Very good. Good to hear. Nobody does it better than you guys. Okay. Colleen, are you there? Calling Colleen. You're on the air. Oh, I back am. again. That wasn't us, Colleen. I don't know why it's doing it, but I'm I'm jinxed. As soon as I started talking, my phone went off. Um, you got to put money diary, in it. I have no idea. So I'm going to talk real fast. Last right. week I was telling you I was telling you about uh, the charities that the different chapters have, and our Florida yeah. Gulf Coast does the um, the walkathon for the southeastern guide dogs. Uh, if you raise over 5000 you get to name a, a puppy. We named Jet, Stu, Pilot, and Sky for the last four years, raising over 5000 Just since right. last week, we went over 5000 for this year, and the walkathon isn't until March 21st. Wow. So now we have to start thinking of another airline-related name to name our fifth puppy in five years. Very so. nice. The walkathon is on March 21st. It benefits the Southeastern Guide Dogs, which are fabulous. The other news is our convention, May 3rd through May 6th, at um, Gallery St. Petersburg, uh, and our theme is Havana Night. And we're still looking for flight attendants from any airline, anywhere. Get five people together, and you've got a chapter. <laughs> good. Very good. Good report. Good. Very good. All right. And I didn't get cut off. (laughs) No, you didn't. (laughs) I saw that you dropped off the air, and then you came back on, so I assumed that you had called back in, so it worked pretty good. Yeah, I guess it's my phone that doesn't like me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Dorothy, what you got? Well, uh, first of all, our membership is, like Chuck said, it is 1037 We're very happy about that. And uh, another gentleman, Brian Birch, joined EAL Radio um, in June of 2012. And uh, he's about 80 years old now. And he just sent us some Eastern memorabilia. And he's uh, donated to Neil for us to... uh, Send out donations or have you uh, send in your donation and then we uh, send you one of his memorabilia. So we're interested in seeing it and we will love doing that. So before I get into the donations, let me tell you a little bit about um, Brian. He started with Eastern May 1965 in MSY as a ticket agent. He was transferred to Seattle as a station agent operations control in 1967 to 1970. He was back to New Orleans for naval support activity. Jamto Sato, chief of Naval Reserve uh, Force, 19 years, 
district sales manager at MSY until January 1991. He enjoyed all 26 years except for the last weeks, and we can understand that. May of 1965 to 1991, that's a great run for sure. Um, so we're looking forward to Neil receiving those uh, memorabilia and going through them so we can offer them uh, as each person uh, donates a $40 donation. Uh, but I do have uh, a nice, very, very nice thank you from our new not our new sponsor, but our 2020 sponsor, the Retired Eastern uh, Pilots Association, who have again uh, agreed to sponsor us for advertising on our show. Uh, John Steinmart, he's the president this year. He said, hello, EAL Radio Show. Thank you for your letter to Reba for its support of the EAL Radio Show. The EAL Radio Show is the largest and best organization to keep the spirit of Eastern Airlines alive and the employees together. They applaud our great efforts and success. It is always a unanimous and quick decision when the annual sponsorship of the radio show comes before the REPA board. Once again, thank you to your staff and hosts making the EAL radio show such a successful and entertaining program and for helping to keep the spirit of Eastern Airlines alive and well. And that's sincerely Captain Johnny Eastern Steinmetz. And we do express our deep gratitude to the board and to Johnny and all of the members for their generosity in sponsoring us in 2020 and in past years as well. And we, too, want to mention all of the uh, former past donations received from our members who sent in their donations. And we have listed everyone on our sponsorship list on the website. So please go in, take a look at them, and see the generosity of our members. We truly appreciate that. And remember that, as I said, with a $40 donation, You'll receive a copy of Neil's book, The uh, Wings of Many, along with, we are hoping, a great memorabilia. So please consider making a donation. And remember, it's these donations that you send in to us that feed the program that we keep providing to you weekly. Uh, the Radio Voice of Eastern Airlines is the name that we call ourselves. And so send any correspondence and donation. We have a new office, and it would go to the Captain Neil Holland at the EAL Radio Show, 776 San Jose Boulevard, Suite 12B in Jacksonville, Florida, 3225. And what, what is the last digit, Neil? I didn't get that digit for Jacksonville. Yeah, it's 9776 Dorothy San Jose okay. Boulevard, and that's okay. Jacksonville, and it's 32257. Okay, 32257. Yeah. Okay, very good. Uh, I'll put that new address up on the website for everyone to see, both under donations and in our contact information. Um, and also the website is showing the letter that we sent to the REAP Association and his, their letter to us uh, again. 
Uh, our next Monday program, by the way, is episode 446, Airports of the Future. And the following that will be the Country Roads EAL radio show, Tribute to Country Western Music. We have a lineup, and they're also all on the website homepage, so be sure to go there to www.ealradioshow.com, and you can see all the outline of what we have coming up. Thank you, and back to you, Neil. Captain, be sure to tune in next Monday, February the 17th, when America's favorite way to fly returns to the cyberways and we learn about the future airports and their design. Our producer is telling me it's time to say goodnight and goodbye. This is Chuck Albright signing off on behalf of our hosts, Dorothy, Don, Jim, Terry, Mike, Colleen, and of course, our producer, Neil Holland. This is Chuck Albright signing off. The music made popular by Merle Haggard, Silver Wings. Don't leave me, I cry. Don't take that airplane ride. But you locked me out of your mind. Left me standing here behind Silver Wings Good night, Eastern's family and friends from around the world. And good night, Eastern Airlines, wherever you are. We love you, Eastern, and all the Eastern family. We love you, Eastern. Good night. Good night. Great job, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night. Song collection. Hey guys. <clears throat> Silver wings slowly fading out of sight. <laughs> Taking you away and leaving me lonely, silver wings slowly fading out of sight. Slowly fading out of sight. Great job, guys! Thanks so much. Good night. Excellent. Neil. All right. Good, Good job, Neil. Good night, everyone. See you next Good week. Night. Yes.